Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Becky Brown. I'm one of the associate pastors here at First United Methodist Church in Waynesville, North Carolina. You're about to listen to the sermon from worship this week. You can also watch this service online through our YouTube channel. You can just search FUMC Waynesville on YouTube or join us in person at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. every Sunday. Thanks for listening, and we hope this sermon challenges, inspires, and invigorates your faith. May God bless you. Today's sermon title was Annoying Me. Christ the Victor. I mean, it's a great title for Easter Sunday. It just wasn't mine. This season of Lent, we have been reading together and following along with Adam Hamilton's book, 24 Hours That Changed the World. We've been following Jesus through the last 24 hours of his life. Um, Sunday school classes and small groups have been reading them, reading the book together. Uh, individuals, you've, you've uh, kind of done the same too. And so the idea was is that there will be a connection with this study, this book, and our, and our uh, worship themes and sermons on Sunday morning. And so we used the chapter titles of the book as the sermon titles. And it was annoying. Now that you know, I'm my own guy. Like, this is my sermon. I can call it whatever I want to call it. And so the moment I resolved to change the title, that's when the question emerged. What is the victory? If Easter is our big victory day, well, then what is it? Up to this point, um, the narrative in the story is defeat. And the Easter story um, begins that way. Mary and Mary and Salome, they're, they're going to the tomb and they're going to finish the messy job of cleaning up and anointing Jesus' brutalized body. They're defeated. And so they're like, how are we even going to get in? We don't even know how we're going to get in. We don't even know if it's safe. We don't even know what to do. And then, instead of finding Jesus' body, there's a young man sitting there where Jesus would have been. In the tomb, wearing a white robe. A guy wearing white. No earthquake, no dazzling light, um, no glowing. Uh, Like uh, that obviously I'm an angel from God kind of glow. He just kind of seemed like an ordinary guy. And an angel is a messenger from God, and, and this, this guy, you know, he kind of fits um, what angels do. Like, anytime an angel encounters uh, a human creature, their first words are, don't be alarmed. Well, these disciples freaked out anyway, and they, they fled, and Terror and amazement, Mark says. And then the interesting thing, 
they were quiet. They didn't say anything. And that's how Mark ends his gospel. Now, you'll notice in your Bible um, that there'll be a footnote after verse 8. And, and um, almost all scholars will say, uh, apart from the fact that maybe uh, a piece of the, the parchment was torn off and, and all you had was verses 1 through 8, most scholars say uh, that Mark ended his gospel there. And in, in later centuries, people didn't quite like that ending, and so they, so they added some things. Mark doesn't tell us the rest of the story. And so it makes me wonder, imagining these, these women leaving the tomb in terror and amazement, what were they thinking? Were they still defeated? Did they remember the Jesus victories from Holy Week? I remember them. For me, it starts at Bethany, six days before the Passover, before the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Jesus is in Bethany, and he's at the house of, of Mary and Martha and Lazarus, um, the two sisters and the brothers. They're close friends to Jesus, um, and it's the dinner party. You know, Lazarus, Lazarus is the one that Jesus raised. Um, it's the family that Jesus shares what we know as the word of grace. Um, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Anyone who believes in me, even though they die, yet shall they live. And he's saying this about Lazarus, dead Lazarus, um, stinking four days in the tomb Lazarus, who's no longer dead, who's now hosting a dinner party for Jesus just before his entry into Jerusalem. Now, there are so many Marys in, in the, the story that I can't keep up with them. There's Mary, the mother of Jesus. There's Mary, uh, the wife of Cleopas, who is also the sister of Mary, the mother of Jesus. There's Mary Magdalene. And here there's Mary, uh, the sister of Martha and Lazarus. And I bet they would talk about the fact that Christ the victor created space for them at the table. They were valued. They were, they were lifted up. And in this particular story, on this particular night in Bethany, Jesus allows Mary to wash his feet and anoint them with oil and wipe them with her hair, which was a bit scandalous for the men in the room, and yet maybe serves as a model for Jesus who, at the Last Supper, uh, washed his disciples' feet. The cleansing of the temple was a Jesus victory. Uh, you know the story. It happened in this place where all the world could come in the, in the court of the Gentiles. Um, it's, a, it's a story um, in the context of exclusion. There was a, a sign there, uh, we've talked about this, where um, those who were foreigners were not allowed past this point on into the temple. Uh, the more sacred ground was on the other side of this 10-foot marble wall. And you remember after the triumphal entry, the cleansing of the temple story, Jesus comes in and he's wreaking havoc. He's uh, 
throwing over the tables. He's driving uh, the money changers out. And you remember he says, um, you all, <laughs> the Lord says that my house shall, shall be a house of prayer for all nations and, and you're making it a den of robbers. I've always put this story in the context of um, eh, you're not making this a, a prayerful place. It's more like a marketplace, you know. And then I, I read Isaiah 56, uh, which is what uh, Jesus was, was quoting from. Isaiah says, Do not let the foreigner join to the Lord say, The Lord will surely separate me from his people. And do not let the eunuch say, I am just a dry tree. For thus says the Lord to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant. I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. And the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to Him, to love the name of the Lord and to be His servants, and who keep the Sabbath and do not profane it and hold fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, which was beyond on the other side of this wall of exclusion. And then Jesus says, For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Thus says the Lord God, who gathers the outcasts of Israel, I will gather others to them besides those already gathered. The victory was for all people. They didn't see it as a victory, they being the religious leaders. They also didn't see a criminal hanging on the cross next to Jesus who experiences paradise in that moment as a victory. They also didn't see a Roman soldier, a Gentile, as the one who could really see what was going on. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And the Holy of Holies was open. And the victory is ours. So what is the victory for me? Well, Jesus got hold of my mom and my dad. So I was born into this thing. And the victory for me is that I belong. I belong to family. I belong to community. I know that I belong to something bigger. In fact, I know that I belong to creation. And the Creator, who is not only big and powerful and mysterious, but, but, but also personal and intimate and intentional. And the Creator awakened my soul. And so now I know I'm created, and I know that I'm forgiven. Because of Jesus, I am a new creation. And I, and I marvel that something, someone so distant and out of reach can come so close. Something so broken and useless is no longer broken. I'm, I marvel that the creator of galaxies has spoken into the, the darkness and nothingness that is my life, and it begins to dawn on my awakened soul that we're not in Kansas anymore. 
not only is the world exploding in beauty on Easter Sunday, but so is my life. And the crazy thing is, I am a part of making it beautiful. And all of that makes me want to live. And now I know that I can. Because Christ the victor, he shows up. We know the rest of the story. He appears to them. And they're freaking out thinking it's a ghost. And he says, I am no ghost. I am flesh and I am bones. Touch me. See that it's me. And by the way, I'm starving. Have you got anything to eat? The resurrected Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. <laughs> We're the rest of the story. The victory continues with me and with you. Thanks be to God. Amen.